0: Good morning, and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. Um, Our mission at Jew in the City is to break down stereotypes about Orthodox Jews. It's to show all the beauty and the meaning and the great stories of the Orthodox community that often never make the headlines, that most people never know about. Um, It's to really take back um, control of the brand, which unfortunately has been sullied by um, a lot of really the worst of the community. Um, and the thing about people that spend their lives doing good and being good is that most of the time that good, goodness includes humility, it includes not looking for the spotlight. Um, it's even a higher level of, you know, sadaka is to do it quietly and behind the scenes. Um, and so these stories are often not told unless we go out and make the effort to tell them. Um, and in keeping in line with those ideas, we're so excited to tell about a wonderful organization called Yad Um, which my family personally uses to donate our gently used clothes. Um, And we're with the founder of the organization, Jessica Katz, to hear a little bit about how her um, orthodox upbringing and education and values inspired her to start an organization um, that helps to alleviate uh, poverty in Israel. Jessica, thank you so much for joining us here today.
1: Thank you so much. It's really a pleasure. So glad to be here and to be able to speak with you.
0: So, if you could just um, let us know a little bit about, like, what's your uh, Jewish background growing up, and how did Chassid uh, play into your Jewish education, either you know, you know through school or what you saw in terms of role models? Kind of, how did those two things, um, you know, play together? Um. So I
1: guess growing up and as a teenager. Um, with my friends and with my community, my family, I was very involved in NCSY at the time, that I got a very strong message that it's very important to be involved in the community in whatever way that may be, to contribute to that, that uh, you know, Am Yisrael, the Jewish people are here to be able to help, and you kind of have to find your own niche in whatever way kind of speaks to, whatever way speaks to your own talents. So... Um, it's growing up. I kind of always wanted to kind of dream and figure out which how I wanted to find the way that I would contribute, and um, it took me some time. It took me until uh, I was about probably thirty to really figure out how I was going to do that. But it was kind of always a dream that was sort of planted. The seeds were planted in my I guess teenage years.
0: And so, um, yeah, if you could tell us a little bit about how you know how Yad came to be
1: sure so um even as i said i was always looking for something i had this dream of wanting to contribute in some way to use whatever i could to be able to do that but i, I didn't know how that would happen um and i kind of stumbled in it was never, It was never it's never my thought to build an organization to be able to distribute clothing i um i grew up with uh you know a, a group of friends and i was a, had a good friend who we grew up together we you know, got married. I moved to Cassaic, New Jersey. She moved to Israel. She met Elian with her family. or Actually, she was married with a, a baby at the time. And she used to come back to visit her her parents and her mom. And one day she came back, and she going through her mom's closet. And she said, Ma, you're not going to wear this stuff at the back of your closet. Let me take it back. I'll bring it to my neighbors, and I'll give it to my neighbors. I'm sure they could use it. And she did bring it back, and what she discovered was that there was a depth of poverty that she had not even imagined among her neighbors. So um, I said, you know, I was talking to her I said, you know what, I have some stuff, my neighbors have some stuff, I'll give you some things. And I figured it would be a good chesed project, a good mitzvah for, for the month, for the, for the week. I thought my kids could be involved in something and model a behavior that they could then do. And I really thought about it as a month-long project at the most. So I gathered some stuff. I sent it to her. She started giving it to her neighbors, and what happened was the more she gave, the more she realized that there was this depth of need, like I said. And the more I started collecting here, I realized that people really, really wanted to give, and they just needed a an outlet and a network to be able to give. So eventually, we collected more and more, and she distributed. She started a, a gamach, a little a little place in her own small apartment to be able to distribute the clothing. And then it grew, and at some point we decide, okay, are we going to keep this small or are we going to go larger? And uh, I'm a little bit of a dreamer. She is a much more dreamer, bigger, bigger dreamer than I am, and we said, let's go for it. And uh, thank God now almost about 14 years later, we're in 25 different communities across Israel and all different types of communities where we're distributing clothing. began with just you know a sweater, and now thank God we're much larger than that.
0: So could you take us through like what exactly, like how does this process work um, in terms of when you say that you're in 25 communities in Israel, there's like 25, you know, sort of um, like drop-in centers where people can come and, and find clothing that they need. Is that the idea?
1: We call them um, gemachim. A gamach is a uh, term we usually use where stands for genos chasadim um, where we're doing acts of kindness, and a is, is the way that we have structured it is more like a thrift shop, and we have thrift shops um, in different different towns throughout the country. Each thrift shop is managed by one of our Yad Lea managers and volunteers, and we are here in America. We're in constant contact with them, what they need in the community, what the needs are, um, the style is, so that we when we pack boxes here in America, we're packing tailoring and custom-making each box of clothing that we send to each community to fit the needs of the community. So we pack up uh, 60, 90, 100, 150, 200 boxes at a time um, for each community. And then we take all these boxes. So we have 200 for this community and 200 for another community, 200 for another community. We put them on a container, and we send 1,200 boxes at a time to Israel. And um, that then gets distributed to the different vocation uh, each box has the name of where it's going and once it gets there it's like I said set up like a thrift shop where people pay a nominal amount just a, a few shekels so they feel like they're buying something it preserves the, the dignity and pride and they can buy a shop for the needs of their their families
0: amazing I was going to ask you my next question was how do you preserve the dignity of the people that are coming but they feel like they're just getting a bargain um, and not enough and yeah and I that is that. our
1: mission that that's our mission. Yeah. There's lots of there's a lot of chesed going on in Israel. Um, the way that we feel that we stand down is that we are very we feel very strongly that the clothing has to be hung and it has to be neat and it has to be folded. You know, you walk into a Yad Gamach, it has to be a nice, pleasant experience where you're gonna find the clothing in a pleasant way. So that's our whole mission. To give with dignity. And part of that, that dignity, part of that process is that after you pay for something you feel good about it, especially for the teens and teenage girls who, many of them like, kids like teenage girls everywhere, right? They want to go to the mall, they want to shop, and they may not be able to do that. They often can't do that. But if they can go to a local place and they can sort of have that same experience, so it does wonders for their pride and for their dignity, their self-confidence.
0: So that's the sort of receiving side. Now let's talk about the giving side. You're an organization of volunteers. So what does that mean exactly? How many employees are there, and how many volunteers are you working with? And um, what does everybody do to make these 25 centers in Israel regularly have clothes to you know sell with at a discounted price with dignity?
1: mm mm-hmm. Okay. So um, we've, we've there's been like an outpour of of help and support from the community. You know, everybody when people hear that they have the opportunity to help, people really want to help and this the the Yadlay exists only because of the volunteers and people who want to help in the community. It's a it's Yadlay is a community is, a, is an organization for Cliestrail that we're we're helping people in Clientra, but we're also everyone who is is volunteering in the organization is doing with the mission of they want to be involved in, in helping Cliestrail. So what we do is we have a um, a warehouse and a volunteer center in Pacific, New Jersey, where everything gets packed. At this current moment, we only have two full-time employees, and these employees, along with our network of volunteers, pack upwards of 7,000 boxes a year. So we send containers. We're sending about six containers a year. And we have uh, these, these, uh, these women, are the workers, and they do most of the, much of the, packing, but then we have volunteers, so we have a 90-minute, we call 90-minute Pack for Israel experience, where we bring in groups of people. Um, sometimes we have a lot of the local schools come. We have uh, bat mitzvah programs. We've had several shuls come, either parent-child, mother-daughter. We've had some corporate groups. We had a fantastic singles event last year where we had 20 men and 20 women through a partnership with YU Connects. They came in. It was a singles program where Men and women got a chance to meet while they're doing chesed, while they're volunteering. We actually had a marriage from it, so that was really exciting. Um, So we have all these different volunteers, and like I said, they have this 90-minute experience. They have the 90-minute experience at, uh, depending on how many people, I don't know, 10, 15 boxes, 20 boxes of clothing that they packed with their name on it that's going to Israel and going to impact families. Um, So that's the volunteer center, and then we also have um, on clothing drives in different communities where we have volunteers in different, often different schools and synagogues who volunteer to run the clothing drive. Usually it's a one-day drive where they publicize and people from the community can come donate locally any clothing, gently used clothing they have in their closets that they want to give. And, of course, we need volunteers to to run that day's event.
0: And you have, um, I believe you have an upcoming clothing drive happening in Manhattan soon?
1: Yeah, we have uh, on the upper, upper West Side of Manhattan, and OZ, on February 11th, we're going to be having our clothing drive. Uh, people can check our Facebook page and can see all the details. And then as we uh, creep closer and closer to Passover, when everybody likes to clean out, sometimes I feel like Passover is coming, everyone just wants to clean out the entire contents of their home sometimes. So when people are on our cleaning frenzy, we like to offer people the ability to give clothing in a meaningful way. So, um we will be having a number of clothing drives in the community, in New York, New Jersey area. There'll be one in Englewood. There'll be one in the five towns, uh, Tynex, perhaps other places where people can drop off the clothing. I would encourage people to check our Facebook page and look for details, or can of course uh, email us. so at dot org.
0: And outside of the clothing drives, you also generally have um, just drop like a drop off center, or more than one. Like what what sort of a day to day look like in terms of, um, you know, people dropping off clothes versus how often are you doing these um, drives?
1: So we have two ongoing drop-off sites. One is in Cassaic, New Jersey, where our warehouse is. We're open 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. And we also have a drop-off site, which is really just a garage or private home. A very wonderful people give up their garage space, and people come at all times, day or night and drop off their clothing in Teaneck, New Jersey, and certainly people can email us for information about the drop-off site, either in Teaneck or in Pisaig. And we're, again, we're looking for, the whole mission of our organization is dignity and pride. It's really very, very important when people are giving, that they, they give a good piece of clothing, that there's no holes, no stains, no tears, nothing very worn. It has to be contemporary, like something that somebody really is going to wear, that's the type of clothing that we're looking for. Maybe somebody lost weight, maybe someone gained weight, um, children grew out of clothing, people just got tired of things in their closet, that's the type of clothing that we're looking for. Like, really good pieces that will make a lot of people happy.
0: And, you know, I think in terms of how many um, like places you're doing drives, and is it limited to the New York, New Jersey area? Have you ever branched out to other parts of the country or the world?
1: Uh, that's an excellent question. We get that question often. Um, we actually, most of our collection is centered here. We are looking to go outwards, but, you know, here in New York, New Jersey, we are looking to go outwards. And in that vein, we actually ran our first clothing drive about two weeks ago in Beverly Hills, California. Um, mm. That was really exciting. And we are looking to branch out a little bit into different communities uh, slowly, slowly, you know. We're, uh, our dreams is always getting bigger. We're sending six containers a year. Our hope next year is to raise more money and raise awareness, collect enough clothing to be able to, and to fund that clothing to send uh, ten, 10 containers next year. And our goal is to send about a, a container a month, about you know, one 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 container a month, in, uh, about 12 containers over the next, you know, in about two, three years.
0: You know, as I think about the structure of my own nonprofit and sort of like what, you know, programming costs and sort of what you accomplish compared to program, I'm just thinking in some ways this sounds so easy to think about, like a container a month and there's a fixed cost next to that. So it's to ship a lift to Israel, is that like what we're talking about to get it
1: there? Or? Yes, yes, we ship, we ship clothing to Israel. Right, we at this point, six, okay. shipping six containers a year, we're, we're talking about a $150,000 budget, but on wow. that $150,000 budget, we're sending over $5 million of clothing a year.
0: Wow. And do so you know how many people you're serving? double and triple that. Do you know how many people you're uh, serving with a couldn't $5 million? Hear you. I'm sorry, what did you say?
1: Uh, I'm sorry, I, I, there was a, there was a, something happened with the connection.
0: I didn't hear you. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many people you're serving um, with, with those six containers a year?
1: Um, we are actually in the middle of the survey trying to get uh, accurate numbers now, but several thousand.
0: Amazing. Are you able to get any testimonials or feedback from the people that you're helping? Because I know that you want to, you know, do the dignity part, so you don't want to check in too much. But, um, you know, although Chesed should be something that you do it just for the sake of doing it, um, there's something so nice about knowing the people whose lives you're touching. So do you get to hear from any of the people who have, you know? Um, been helped by your your services?
1: Yeah, so we, we try to collect stories um, because I think it's important. I think that if someone is going through the effort of cleaning out the closet and not just throwing it out and not just putting it on the doorstep for someone to take it so that they don't know where it's going or to recycle it, but they're giving it to somebody else, I think they deserve to know that it's not just disappearing into a garage or a truck, but it's really going to help people. So we do collect a lot of stories. Um, if you want, I can share a story of, like, really moving things that have happened and how it's changed lives.
0: Yes, please, we love that stuff.
1: Um, so, um, okay, I'll tell you two quick stories. One, um, I heard about this little boy, he's about 10 years old, and when you're that age in Israel, so at the end of the year, you go on this big tour, a big trip, and it's like a really big deal because it's like the highlight of the year. In these circles, it's in the culture, it's like a very big thing. And this little boy, um, Ari, I think his name was, he confided in a friend of his, 10 years old, that he was going to be sick on the day of the tour. He ha- he's going to have a, st- he ha- a planned stomach virus. And, the, and his friend said to him, like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, everyone's looking forward to this. What are we talking about? you going to be sick. So they were talking, and um, it finally came out that this boy didn't have, like, the the shoes and didn't have the backpack and didn't have the gear that he needed to go on the teal. And he was afraid, and he was embarrassed, and he just, he said, like, I- I'm not going. He was going to be sick. So his friend um, knew about the gamach, and this, this was the gamach in Beitar, and he said, come, let's go. And the two little boys went, and he found, he found the shoes, and he found a backpack, and he found a bathing suit, and he found what he needed to go. And, and the day of the fuel, the kid went. And instead of, you could picture the scene. The boy would probably be crying in his bed, really upset that he didn't get to go on the teal. And now he had the clothing, and he went like all the other boys, and mm-hmm. he had a great time. And that's, like, really the power of clothing It's transformative. It takes a, a child or an adult who's in a really bad situation and gives them the self-esteem to do the things that they need to do. So right. I would say that's that's one story of how how giving a bathing suit can change a, kid's, a child's life. Mm. Um, uh, I'll tell you another story. So, um, one of our, um, Mirav is one of our Gemah volunteer coordinators, so she called me and she told me, Jessica, i got to tell you the story. I was walking in the street, and a woman came over to me, that I, I know, you know, acquainted to mine, and she gave me a big hug. And it was the type of hug that, it wasn't just, oh, it's good to see you. Like, there was something, there's something going on. So she she looked at her, she said, sorry, what's going on? And she said, you know, Mayrav, you know my husband is not so well. You know, I've been working like three jobs to try to make ends meet, and it's really hard, and I'm having a really tough time. My son's in the Army, and he called me, and he said, hey, Mon, how you doing? Um, you know, and he, he started telling me about this long, you know, in the Army, they take the, the, the boys, the chayalim, on these very, very long, Tricks, you know, they push their endurance level, and it's it's, they're hot and it's hard. And he said, I needed like that. That he asked his mother, Ma, can you get me that dry fit shirt? You know, that that kind of, those kind of, you know, like uh, athletic wear that kind of whisk away the sweat. Said, I just, it's just so hot. I just need, I need something. And while you're going, get me that. And also. My friend, he's from a broken family. He has, doesn't have contact with the family. He can't talk to them. He can't ask them for things. Just get me one shirt and get him the other shirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, "Okay, th- thanks, so I've Gotta go. Do the best." And like he hung up. And she she crumbled. She's like, she's hardly brings to the table. This kind of clothing is really expensive. She didn't know what she was going to do. Mm-hmm. So she went to the Um, It was right before Yom actually. So it was a few months ago, right before Rosh Hashanah. And she looked around. And she was able to find a shirt for him, a shirt for his son, yeah. a shirt for this boy who was also in the Army, his friend. She found two pairs of sneakers, both for them, that she was able to send to them. And then she looked a little more. She had no dreams of buying something new for herself, for Rosh Hashanah. But she looked around and she kind of dressed for herself. So she walked in, she walked home, and she was so happy, and she was so proud. And what it does for a mother that she can then provide for her children, and provide for her child who's in the Army. How could she say no to him? But she didn't know what she was going to do she was able to say yes. She was able to be a mother and give her kids what they needed and come home with a beautiful dress for her husband and for herself and feel good about herself. You know, you don't think about how the clothing, how transformative it could be. It really changes people's lives.
0: And, it's really, and what about um, in terms of on the volunteer side, do you ever get any feedback from people who have, I guess, gotten a taste for the chesed bug or, you know, who have gotten their kids involved or... Someone that's been transformed on the side of giving.
1: Yeah, so that's what um, I'm really excited about. This volunteer center. We were, like I said, we, we start. I started this, um, you know, 14 years ago without really knowing what it'd become. And for about 10 years, we were operating in a garage. Two years ago, we moved into the volunteer center. We had all the space. We said we can really involve volunteers. We can make this so much bigger. And it's been like an unbelievable experience because. Um. Now, not only do you have the opportunity, the Yadlai have the opportunity to give clothing and all that it comes with the self confidence and the dignity and the pride and the support and everything else, but <clears throat> we're, able, we're able to sort of create, sort of like um, a you know, an educational experience for people here in the United States. That we have an experience where they can go like, connect to Am Yisrael, connect to the people of Israel, to Jew, the Jewish people. And it's, people find it really very powerful. A few people have told me; adults even have told me that when they come volunteer, they feel like they're in Israel. There's like that certain feeling of 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 actus of togetherness that they feel connected. Um, a lot of people. Our goal is that when people walk out of the ninety minute experience, they're on a high. They feel like they've done something. They've impacted people, and uh, they feel good about it. I actually had. I'll tell quickly. I had a group, a, the first Yeshiva in. Uh, in Paramus, comes just about once a month. Last year, post, after seniors, post, um, when they finished all their classes, they were just kind of hanging around. They had like two weeks to finish until graduation. The classes were done, and they were just kind of hanging. I got a call from one of the seniors said, we came with our class, with our teacher. We had such a great time. You know, we, we have two weeks to graduation. We could go to the mall. But Mrs. Katz, how much time? They said to me, how much time can we spend shopping? We want to do something important. We want to do something meaningful. And these kids, like 15 kids that were about to graduate, organized with any teacher involvement, with any school involvement, involvement a, uh, a, a trip by themselves. And They came and they did a fantastic job. They were passionate and they were excited. They were on fire. And I, I walked out. I walked out a bigger high than they were because I was so excited to be able to, to offer and to work with them and to see you know, I'm sure that are a future that they were so excited about doing chassid. I was so proud of them. You know, this is cats. we could be shelling, but we wanted something more meaningful. Yeah, that made it all worth it for me.
0: You know, I think in the time that we're we're living in a selfie generation, um, and you know how many likes you get on Instagram, and um, I, I think just so much is so um, things just come so easily, and that a touch of a button, and you know to give people the chance to get back to the values of really, again, what Tehillim says, that the world is built on chesed to, you know, sort of teach mm-hmm. children and adults how to, to build a world like this. You know, I, I was raised, before I was Orthodox, we were good people, we were moral people. Um, honestly, volunteering wasn't such a big thing in our lives. Um, hospitality that you see in the film community, again, we were kind people, good people, moral people, but um, just this I think stress that, you know, exists through so much of the from world, um, just didn't exist in the same way in high school. We had to do a certain number of community service hours a year. So that was, you know, I think a positive way to get us involved and to go to soup kitchens and that sort of a thing. But, um, just like regular adults, like there were no adults in my life that I knew that went out and volunteered. So, um, this is definitely something to uh, be proud of. So in terms of, um, people that are listening, that want to get involved, I would love to give, you know, our listeners, because we really have listeners, thank God, all over the world. I spoke in literally Melbourne, Australia, and when we came up to me, she said, I'm listening. So hi, if you're down there in Melbourne, thanks for listening still. (laughs) Uh, But anyone that that could get involved, let us know, let let our listeners know um, what they can do next in terms of drives, drop-offs, community, um, you know, coming to the volunteer center.
1: Yeah, okay, so um, anyone in the uh, tri-state area or who's coming to the tri-state area, please, you can email volunteer at yadleah.org, info at org. If you want to volunteer, as um, one of our 90-minute experiences. Please, you can do that. If you'd like to um, run a clothing drive in your community, please reach out to us. Again, volunteer at org. You can go on our Facebook page, our website. Um, we're always looking to run... Um, Clothing drives in different communities. Please reach out if you would like to send clothing. Can um, send clothing. I can I can give you the address. It's Yad to Brighton Avenue in Passaic, New Jersey. Or you can email us, and I'll we will certainly give you the address. If you can't send clothing, you're living out in uh, you know the Midwest, or you're living out in a different a different part of the world, but you want to participate in sending clothing to Israel. So we're actually in the middle of a clothing winter clothing campaign right now I'm trying to raise forty thousand dollars to send two thousand boxes of clothing to israel right now um if you can go to um clothing for israel com clothing for spell it out clothing for f-o-r clothing for israel dot cause like, like something for cause cause c-a-u-s-e cause vox d-o-x clothing for israel com and contribute to our campaign um... Every box, it's, um, sponsor box is twenty-five dollars. Sponsor box, we're putting a minimum of sixty pieces of clothing into that box, and um, you, know, you know, I told you all the stories. I told you some stories, facts of the stories, to really affecting lots and lots and lots of people. So, what um, up people living in yeah, Israel? Yeah, so send clothing down here. Sponsor boxes, lots of opportunities.
0: Can people in Israel do drop-offs too? If we have listeners in Israel, can they come to one year twenty-five centers and bring clothes there?
1: Um. They can. We don't have so many people who want to do that, but they can. Um, I would suggest calling our, getting in touch with our director in Israel, um, It's Karen at Yadlea.org. They can email her to arrange for some type of drop-off there as well.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for um, turning uh, a sweater into uh, six um what did we say six uh you said lifts a year or six what was the what was the word you used um what were you doing a year right now containers containers yeah six containers containers. there we go six containers and hopefully 12 containers and hopefully 100 containers um thank you so much for um you know not just starting the dream but uh but growing the dream and um you know giving and also helping other people become givers Um, and for being such a great um, representative of what a religious should be doing. Um, And thank you all for listening. You can catch us same time, same place next week. Bye-bye.